Hello and welcome to Enough, episode 207. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Mr. Patrick Roan. Hello there, sir. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm oh. suffering from a, from, a, from a kind of nasty bugaboo. Um, you got the WWDC flu, eh? Yeah, I think so, yes. It, it, for those that don't know, like for our, our listeners that live in their parents' basement and, and never come out and so never actually have human contact or sunlight, but you probably don't know about diseases and, and how they work. Uh, especially viruses, but it, 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 when you have a lot of people together in one place and they're doing a lot of, I don't know, hugging and handshaking and they're kind of sweaty and it, it just, it's a very good environment to transmit viruses. I, uh, I think part of the problem for me um, is the, the plane home. Mm, um, yeah. That's when I get, I think, the most my germs yeah so you, you don't do uh, anything smart like we americans do like uh uh do like airborne uh tablets or uh you know serious like massive doses of vitamin c and zinc and things like that before you enter an enclosed environment where the air is recirculated no no now nah, see that's i i have to i swear by it so now, I absolutely swear by it now i will yeah, I will have to do that in the future because clearly it has not done very well for me. This Michael, time. yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. All right, I, I'm sorry, I, I I lost you completely there for a second. Thank you, Skype. Um, so, uh, but I wanted to talk about WWDC. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. So, because, uh, I mean, everyone's weighing in on it, and it's like, you know, oh, iOS 7 is either really great or it really terrible sucked. Yeah, and all this other stuff, and, you know, Maverick, and, and all that such. Um, and, well, all that's great, and I appreciate the folks that have weighed in on it and given their opinion and such like that. I think some of the some of the unsung stories is actually some of the stuff that's going on in, under the hood there. Like the stuff that they're doing with, um, you know, basically what's it called? App sleep or whatever, where the, you know, basically if a, if an app is not in front of you, it basically is sleeping. App nap. App nap. There you go. Which is the worst name ever given to such a thing. Hey, I don't care as long as it works. I mean, because the amount of battery life that's going to save, the amount of increased performance that's going to provide, especially for someone like me who works almost exclusively in full screen mode and, and single application mode. Um, so I've explained this before. I have this utility no longer available um, been using it since Mac OS 8. It's called Light Switch X, um, and it still happens to work on Mac OS 10, but basically it hides on Switch. Whenever I switch to a new app, it hides all the rest of them um, as, as I command tab, and that's the way I like to work, especially because I like to work on smallish screens like an 11-inch MacBook Air. 
Um, and always have. Before this, it was like a 12-inch power book. I always got the smallest screen I could because I was always one of these guys that hates, like, clutter of a whole bunch of apps stacked on top of each other and not knowing what window belongs to whatever. I'd rather just see one thing at a time. And so for me, that's going to be huge savings in performance in battery life and increase in performance, right? I think because it any should. app I have front and center gets the full CPU all to itself. It seems like it will be for everybody, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be so for everybody. Like regardless of how you use your Mac, like it seems right. like that. I mean, no, no human can can have like you know multiple windows all active in the front at the same time, you know. No, no, but there are plenty of people, especially if you have a large enough screen for this, that would have like you know. Uh, you know, a Word document off to one side and a FileMaker Pro database off to another and an iChat window over in the corner. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would have all of these things, would have three or four going front and center all at once, in which case, AppNap doesn't take advantage of that, right? It, it, the way I understand it, AppNap works when the, basically, when the app is hidden by another application. Yeah. It seems and like it, that's the case that, anyway. That's, that's how they demoed it, at least. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, once again, I, I don't see, like, to me, there should be as much chatter about that and things like that, the, the, uh, the things that they've done to increase the performance and to increase the battery life in the, at the OS level and little kind of tricks like that and similar things that they have done in iOS as well. You know, everyone's talking about the interface. Very few people are talking about, basically, they've done similar things with iOS that should actually increase battery life, especially in, like, older devices, right? So, like, if you're running an iPhone 4, you install iOS 7. You know, your iPhone 4, you're, you're, you're starting to see your battery life start to go down a little bit. This should save it for a little bit longer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, in theory, yes. In theory, right? But yeah. they're also doing other things that could impact battery life, like the background updating stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe. but but you know, in theory, then you'd hope that those two things counteract each other, and you don't see a difference. You know, so that's the kind of that's the the balance that you want to get. I think. So yeah, and, and so that's what. It's things like that that I'm surprised I'm not seeing kind of more chatter about and more excitement about. Because for me, that's really exciting. You know, for for me, being able to get all day battery life out of a, you know, out, you know, what PC manufacturer can compete with that right now? Yeah, that that MacBook Pro is incredible. Like the Verge review. Right, or the MacBook Air. You mean? They, sorry, yeah, the MacBook Air. Like that. Yeah. Kit, the Verge review came out yesterday. And it's like they got it to do 13 and a half hours web browsing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, things like that are just insane, right? Um, and so I guess all I'm trying to get to is, uh, is don't, yes, the interface is in iOS 7 is interesting and you may have your opinions on it one way or the other and about the radical changes they've made and, you know, the fact that it seems like, uh, you know, Johnny and I finally went to bed with the, uh, with the ghost of Dieter Rams and, uh, came out with a, uh, a Swiss railroad, railroad clock as their, uh, as, as their love child. Um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<clears throat> I would actually, I think the really kind of exciting things are the things that aren't being said, are the are the under the hood things that they've done, in order to really make significant improvements uh, ac- across the board in performance and battery life for for people, regardless of you know the machine that you're running and the age of machine and things like that, right? Uh, it's just, <clears throat> you know, for someone who believes in trying to hold off before upgrading for as long as you possibly can to really, you know, in the very minimal Mac, what we believe in sort of way, get the most out of any device you choose to have in your life. I look at those things and I think, wow, this is a chance for me to be able to get even more use and value out of something that I already have and own and love. You know, for next to no cost. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think th- I think there's something to be said there. And that these things often get overlooked for the kind of new and shiny and stuff like that. But, you know, speaking of the interface and changes in iOS 7 and such, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Michael? I think that there's some work to be done, um, mm-hmm. as you would naturally expect. But I think that the overall direction and design, um, I'm actually pretty happy with it. Yeah. I love, I personally love it. I love the, you know, I, I make the joke about it looks like a, you know, was designed by the same guy who designed the Swiss Railway. Rail, God, I cannot say that word today. Railway clock. Um, but I actually love that design. I mean, you take a look at any of my websites and it's nothing but Helvetica for as far as the eyes can see. Um, you know, and that kind of clean, minimalist look. And, and uh, you know, so it should come as no surprise to people. I'm as, I'm as excited as I'll get out about it. Um, I also find it interesting how many, how many apps this will likely Sherlock. Right, there's a For, bunch. There's a ton. There is a ton. You know, I mean, let's not even start with you know the iCloud keychain stuff and how that's going to, you know, basically be just enough for people not to buy one password. I spoke. To, I spoke to some people in the know, and and they're not too concerned. I understand this. I think that those of us who are Power users understand the value there of an app like One Password, even over what Apple is offering. But I think it's going to be a difficult thing to sell that app to those people who who get iOS seven, have the have the keychain thing, and they it just plain works out of the box. And now you have to try to sell them. Why is One Password better? You just you have a a harder uphill road to climb there than you do now, right? You know, one password has it easier right now simply because this doesn't exist. And you can say to people, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could do this, and it would just work, and you'd set it up on all your devices and on your Mac and anywhere you went to, if you had a browser that supported it, you could go in." And put in your put in your password and boom, log into any place, and you don't have to remember all these different passwords and things like that, right? I mean, it, it makes perfect sense because there's nothing else that's like it. But when you have something like that that's built right into the OS, now you have to work that much harder to uh, to show that value, 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, things like uh, you know my my friends at uh, at Agenda who who make the Agenda calendar. Um, and I and I can't remember the name of the company. Sorry. Um, I call them my friends when I really don't know them all that well. But hey, uh, I, I like them a lot, and uh, I've exchanged emails uh, a couple of times. So I'm just friends in the internet age, right? You've exchanged an email with someone, and basically you're your best buds forever. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's like Snapchat. Um, so, uh, yeah, the um, you know, I, I'm looking at that calendar, the built-in calendar. I'm thinking to myself, I'd use that all day long. <laughs> As much as I love agenda now, I love agenda now for the to get that kind of the look and feel and such that I want. That uh, uh, I see in iOS 7's built-in calendar uh, quite well, if that makes sense. I, you know, I don't know. I think that there's going to be even more compelling reasons to give your stock built-in apps applications um, a fair shot over running out and getting the new and the shiny and the third party is I guess what I'm trying to say yeah and is it just me or does the Mac Pro look like the the you know antimatter core in just about every like Star Trek style movie, you know, they, it's always like they're they're reaching their hand in and twisting this knob and pulling out this canister to eject the core or something like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it looks like, right? Yeah. Like it looks like that in person. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, but. Oh, you didn't see it? Well, I didn't have a ticket. Oh, I suppose. But they didn't have any, like, just out for display, like, you know, look at how much better we are than everyone else, ha, ha, ha. Only in the conference center, uh, which yeah. I can't get into. Yeah. Gosh, it looks, that thing's a beast. But it looks like a trash can. But it it looks like it's going to run like a beast. <laughs> I know every nerd just looked at that thing and was like, well, how are we going to put that into a rack? Well, I want one, but I will never buy. One. Well, I can't imagine I would ever buy one, but they yeah. look really cool, oh. and uh, I'm sure they Can you work imagine really well. having one of those on your desk for this little podcast operation you got going. <laughs> Things would run really nicely. Um, I bet. I bet. Like you know, I are there any operations that you do with the podcast that? You think would be greatly improved uh, speed wise, power wise by by having something like that. If I put an SSD in this Mac Mini, I would probably get just as much benefit. In all really? Honesty. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if I start using different tools, but even then, I think this this Mac Mini is more than powerful enough for the audio work that I do. But it is it does have a hard disk. Yeah. So if I put an SSD in here, it'd probably run like a dream. Yeah. You know, but it's fine. I mean, I, it actually doesn't take very long to do anything um, because it's all I, I, I don't have anything on this Mac. Yeah. You use it just for this and it's dedicated to it. And I think it's still running like Snow Leopard. Really? Well, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like voodoo, right? You, yeah, yeah. I'm running it's 10. not broke. You don't fix it. I'm running 10.7.4. I don't even update from that like I get wow. system updates and I'm like no I'm not doing them wow that's 
that's very interesting. It's one of those things. Just, just don't just don't touch it. You know. Yeah. It, if yeah. it works, just just don't don't touch it unless you have to. Yeah, I can I can see that. That's kind of something I believe in. So you have a a book that you wanted to to touch on, but I guess we should talk about talk about Squarespace first. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could talk about about your your new book you've been reading. Does that sound fair? Sounds great. Take a quick moment to thank Squarespace.com. We give you absolutely everything that you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, portfolio, business site, online store. It doesn't matter what you're trying to build or how experienced you are with building websites. You can put something online that is amazing in just minutes. You don't have to worry about all the niggly things like hosting, scaling, integrating with other services like Twitter, Facebook. You have to worry about support, finding applications, finding themes, finding a designer because they take care of all of that stuff for you in one package. They have beautiful themes. They're really clean and they feature responsive web design so your site's going to look fantastic. Squarespace sites all look amazing. You'd never know that they were themes that came from a service. You'd think that they were all paid for for hundreds of millions of dollars to be professionally designed because they do look that great they have a drag and drop page building system that makes it really simple to lay out your pages into any custom design that you want they have very clean code clean structure you can even dig in under the hood and tinker around with things if you want to you know if you are a person who understands the css and html stuff you'd need to build a website they let you dig in and make some changes if you want to, but you don't have to. If nope. you like statistics, they have real-time analytics that are built right in, 24-7 customer support too, that will help you with any issues that you have. They have apps, they have Squarespace Commerce that allows you to add a fully integrated store into your site. The list is endless. Squarespace gives you everything that you need to make an amazing website, and you can go and try them out. Go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial, and check out what they've got on offer there. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month, and use the code 70 decibels 6 at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-6. At checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order on top of any other discounts you may get for signing up for any of their annual plans. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to make an amazing website. Thank you to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Yeah, thank you. And by the way, have you seen their amazing website? The new the new page. The new the new the new homepage? Yeah, they've got a really very, very beautiful page. And Holy cow. The new the new campaign that they're running, like their new ad campaign is very, oh, very I've nice. seen this. It's very nice. Oh, you know, I create, should check it out. Create your own space. No, the 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 web page, uh, the the you know, if you go to squarespace.com and the, the landing page is probably one of the most beautiful landing pages I think I've ever seen. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's got the video right that just starts same. playing in the background. Yeah, well, it. I don't. Is that a video? I don't even know what it is, but like you know. There's people doing stuff back there. Yeah, and you can <laughs> scroll across, like you can click the arrows to go through the different. So, like they have like create your own canvas, create your own store, create your own story, and it's mm-hmm. all different um, types of creative pe- people, um, mm-hmm. and, and and how Squarespace fits all of them. It's a really nice, really nice uh, site and idea that they've got going on there. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out. So. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk real quick uh, about, well, mainly an idea, but the idea, it, it was spurred by a, a book that I'm currently reading called Manage Your Day Today. Um, and it's uh, written by um, uh, Scott uh, Belsky of uh, 
of the Behance network. Uh, you know, they're like all designery types are all under Behance. I don't know yeah, what they those make, people do. Huh? Behance make amazing notebooks. Yes, they also uh, make, uh, they have this whole kind of their own task system. You know, similar to like I have Dash Plus, and you know, there's GTD, and da -da. they have their own thing called, I believe, uh, you know, Action Behance Action yep. System or Action. You know, basically, so they've got these action cards and action notebooks, and you know, it's, it's good stuff. It's all good stuff, and it's built with the uh, with the design creative in mind. Well, they've um, come out with this new book called Manage Your Day to Day, uh, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. Um, and uh, one of the uh, you know reasons they came out with this book was that you know they found Scott found that in his talks you know going around speaking at conferences and things like that you know that really it wasn't so much about great ideas. Great ideas are nothing without great execution of ideas, right? Um, and that um, it's not so much about the ideas as much as it is about making the ideas happen, right? You know, that, that uh, you know, just having the idea alone is not enough. Um, and so they wanted to write this book um, that includes, uh, you know, input and chapters and sections written by, you know, all sorts of people from, um, you know, all the usual suspects, Seth Godin and, you know, all sorts of folks. Um, Gretchen Rubin of Happiness Project, Tony Swartz, uh, Cal Newport, uh, Mark McGinnis, uh, Aaron Dolan. Um, you know, it's all over the, to kind of weigh in on, on how to, you know, how to just manage your day-to-day -day as a creative. And the very first one leads off with this idea that I think is really, really important. Um. And that is the idea that so much of the time we start off our day in reaction mode, right? We start off our day and the first thing we do is we check our email. And when we check our task list or we check our voicemail messages that we've received overnight and we're reacting to things, right? We're reacting to those emails that came in or to those tasks that we have to do or whatever. As opposed to, you know, those of us who do creative work, that is, giving our creativity and our creative work and our own personal goals priority by checking all that other reactionary stuff first. We're setting the time to take action until after that's done. And what ends up happening more days than not is we spend all day reacting and never actually make the time to act and to take action on our own priorities, and they get second place and they get pushed to the side. And so one of the things it recommends is carving out some time at the beginning where you don't react to anything. You, you don't check your email first thing. You don't, you know, what you do is you carve out that first part of your day for taking action on the things that are a priority and making those things a priority. And I think the, you know, the reason this idea really resonated with me, number one, is because I'm really, really bad at doing that myself. Um, it's something I've long struggled with. Um, it's something I've actually written about before. And the desi desire to do so or the desire to, to try to do so, and I always, you know, it always works great for a few days, and then I go right back to the way that I used to operate. And I think it's partially out of habit. 
but it's also partially out of the idea that that I don't want to let anyone down. I'd rather let myself down than to let other people down. And I think that's I think that's a real problem. I think it's I think it's a real problem um, because we we've you know I've I've mentioned this before. In order to have selflessness, you first need to have selfishness. As crazy as that sounds, you 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 need to, you in order to understand how to, for instance, love anyone else, you must first be able to love yourself. If you if you don't love yourself, if you if you hate yourself, there's no way you're going to be able to love truly love anyone else, right? And so you know, first love is self love, and you know that's embodied in just about, um, it's just about every major religion. Um, though it doesn't always come across necessarily that way. For instance, the idea of loving one's neighbor as themselves. Well, in order to love your neighbor, therefore you have to love yourself. Therefore you have to love yourself first so you can know how to love your neighbor. Because if, you're, if you hate yourself, then you're not going to be able to love your neighbor, if that makes sense, right? If the love of neighbor is dependent upon love of self. So, uh, in that same in that same way, I think I think our time uh, and the and and the, the the things that we put as priority in our lives operate the same way. And if we're not giving ourselves priority, if we're not giving ourselves the time to act and create, sure. then there's no way we're going to be able to create that breathing room um, to to assist others with doing the same. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I guess the the bigger takeaway from that is that um, we need to be sure that our priorities are aligned. And more than it's not just about an idea, it's about making an idea happen. I would say that even before that, before the idea... And before making the idea happen, first of all, the idea has to fit into a purpose or a goal. You know, what's you know what what is the end result of of this idea? What what is it that this is driving this idea, right? Because you can't make that idea happen unless it's firmly rooted in a direction that you want to go. And I think that this is the reason why I've I've long struggled with the doing this is because. <clears throat> You know, like I said, because I haven't been comfortable with putting myself as a priority. I always put others' priorities, many others' priorities, before mine. Um, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Basically, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so you're not going to have any friends anymore. That's that's pretty much it. But I don't think really people like me that much anyway. Oh. Um, but and it's okay. I've I, I've I've learned to live with it. I have uh, recorded 207 episodes <laughs> of a of a weekly and once twice weekly podcast with you. Mm-hmm. If I didn't like you, yeah, I would have true. I would have been I would have torn my hair out by now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm no longer going to be putting you first, buddy. 
I'm just saying that, you know, when it did comes you, to get did, stuff did you... done, I got to get my stuff done first. Okay. 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 <laughs> can we still be friends? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. What do you want? What can I do for you? I want you to put me first. This is wherein I systematically dis- undo Patrick Rohn's work. <laughs> I am your it's undoing. Okay. It's all right. You know, part of the reason I put this out here is for the exchange of ideas and debate. You know, I I love it when people you know send feedback and say, oh, you know, it's not really how it works, or uh, you know, what about this or that or the other thing? It, it, you know, hey, it causes me to think. No, I um, I, f- I find this to be a very interesting topic because I struggle with this quite a lot because I'm never happier than when I'm making somebody else happy. Yeah. And no. there are times, it doesn't happen often, but there are times where that can cause me some form of issue. Uh, you know, not necessarily somebody's being mean or ungrateful, but especially, you know, maybe financially as well. You know, I, I like to give mm-hmm. to people where I can and sometimes I can be like, whoop, See Daisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just live too much. <laughs> yeah. So, um, little <laughs> things like that. It's yeah, you know. But um, it's yes. Yeah, I find it very interesting yeah, finding that balance. It's a difficult balance if you want yeah. to be a nice person. I guess. Yeah, and I don't necessarily, this doesn't necessarily need to be that big. Uh, we could bring it back down to where the book is, which is basically, you know, don't open up your email first thing in the morning. You know, don't open up your, you know, listen to your voicemails and try to, quote unquote, catch up on the goings on of the day. You know, take a look, write down one or two things you, you wanted to accomplish today and get those things out of the way first. Do that first. You know, what are going to be the things that are going to make you feel like you had a productive day? Because if you're anything like me, what turns out is you wake up in the morning, you sit down, you open up that email, and you never ever get to the two big things that you wanted to accomplish. Does that make sense? Or the three, or whatever that number is, right? You never actually get to your stuff because you've spent so much time reacting throughout the day and it happens to me all the time it happened to me just this friday when you know uh, there were a ton of things i wanted to you know not a ton of things but there were one or two things i just i wanted to accomplish wanted to say hey i got this done today and it would have made my whole day if i had gotten those two things done and for some strange reason everyone's hard drive decided to crash which by the way this is a reminder people back up Back up right now. Make sure that all your backups are working. If you're already backing up, double check those backups because um, there's something in the air. I had three completely separate clients, all with hard drive failures, um, like boom, 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 and that rarely happens. And I usually blame like sunspots or st- static electricity or something. There's got to be some reason that they happen all at once. Um, so. Uh, check your stuff. Um, in any case, luckily in all three of these cases, there was uh, some backup to be had, uh, which uh, is because they're my clients and I really don't stop bugging them until they do. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, the the bottom line is that I never got to my things because I was so busy reacting to everyone else's stuff. When if I had spent e- even 40 minutes 
that morning, I would have gotten both of those tasks, big tasks, off my list before those calls even started coming in. And anything that had to wait could have. Sure. And, you know, I, I, th I think if you really want to see, you know, where your priorities are going, take a hard look at the things that you're spending your time on. I mean, really sit down with a, you know, with a log and start noting it down. Start noting down how much time you're spending on Facebook, how much time you're spending on Twitter, how much time you're spending on this, that, and the other thing. You'll very quickly see what things are currently, quote-unquote, a priority in your life. And then you're faced with a hard question. Should these things be a priority? I would argue that most of us, including myself, don't can't answer that question satisfactorily most days. So, something to examine. But we should probably start wrapping this up, my friend. I think you should. It was a good episode, though. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, once again, anyone wants to contact me about any of this stuff, always open to it. Patrick at PatrickRone.com is for the email address and, uh, you know, Patrick Rohn on just about every social networking service known to man and foul and beast. And uh, Michael, Michael, I, or iMike. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on social networking services. You can keep in touch with me there. Uh, thank everybody for listening, tuning in to today's episode of Enough. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, episode 208. Yeah, wow, gosh. This number's going up fast. They are. They go up one every week. One every week. All right. My name is Mike Hurley, and his name is Patrick. Patrick Rohn. Yeah. Until next time, bye-bye. We'll chat later. We will. Oh, we will. Cheers. Cheers.